Hi everybody, I'm Rutherford Winchester, and you're listening to the Salmonville Letter Writer. Sort of. I'm actually not in Salmonville this week, as I was on the guest list for one of the craziest parties in the last four years. The post-inauguration party at Joe Biden's secret underground mansion. Yo, Pelosi! Do a keg stand! It was the wildest night of my life. Seeing Nancy Pelosi do a keg stand, seeing Chuck Schumer do rails of coke off of Joe Biden's petite ass, it really made me proud to be an American. The Salmonville mystery will continue to unravel next Monday. Rest assured, I've locked up my new intern in their hotel room with no way to escape. But meanwhile, while I come down from the acid I just did with Mitch McConnell and Elizabeth Warren, I thought I'd let you guys know a bit more about me, your charming host. Without further ado, this is the Rutherford Winchester story. In understanding the story of my life, you need to know a little bit about my father, Abraham Winchester. Now you might be thinking to yourself, isn't that the guy who murdered his son for joining PETA? And you're half right. Sure, he murdered his son, but not for joining PETA. He just decided that I was his favorite son. You might also be thinking, hmm, Abraham Winchester, isn't that the guy they based the Jared Leto Joker after? You'd be fully right on that one. My father began his life on the prairie. He lived through the era where backbreaking labor was the only way to keep food on the table. Now he didn't have to do any of that really, but he was in charge of the people who did. He was a keen businessman. At age 20, my father was penniless, but by age 25, he was the most successful businessman in the area. How did he do it? Well. Using legal loopholes, he claimed acres of land that didn't actually belong to him and forced the farmers on the land to work for him, cutting their income by nearly 75%. After a while, Dad realized there was money in the oil gang, so he unhoused those farmers and began to drill on their property. Sadly for him, he never struck oil. But Dad had another trick up his sleeve. Broadway. Indeed, Dad moved to New York City to get his start in the entertainment industry. He earned his money the old-fashioned way, by waiting for audiences to leave shows in their limos so that he could step in front of them to be struck by the car and then collect a payoff. Using the money he made doing that, Dad bankrolled his first show, Ultimate Truth Machine, the L. Ron Hubbard story. The critics ravaged the production, which closed halfway through the first showing. From that day on, my father vowed to change the bias in the media. He got hit by a few more limos, and despite permanently losing feeling in his left leg, he used that money to start his first newspaper, The Winchester Report. Without letting silly things like facts get in the way, Dad's paper took off. He ran that paper for the next few decades, saying all of the things that other journalists were too afraid to. In his time running the paper, he ran classic headlines like, NASA wants us to think the Challenger explosion was an accident, but the thing is, it never even blew up, and in defense of O.J. Simpson. He also endorsed any political candidate willing to pay him under the table, 
By the time Dad was 75, he realized that he didn't have an heir. Desperate to continue his legacy, he paid top dollar to have me and my brother Randy kidnapped from our birth family in Alaska. I asked my dad why he chose us once, and he said, the polar bears pointed me in the right direction, and I listened. His mind is really starting to go. I looked up my birth family a few years ago. Now, they're, they're actually still looking for us. Can you fucking imagine? It's, <laughs> I'm fucking 25, and they're still looking. Fucking idiots. Growing up in New York City was awesome. My brother and I spent our childhood at New York's best private school for boys. And in our time there, we picked up dad's bug for journalism. We also relentlessly bullied the poor kids that were there on scholarship. It was a fucking blast. Yeah, my childhood was filled with whimsy and wonder. That all changed after Randy and I chose to attend NYU together. Now, upon our arrival to the school, we were already royalty. Dad paid for a new wing in the library, so the school then named the library after him. Now, little did they know that all the books my father supplied were all just copies of The Art of the Deal with misleading covers. Students thought that they were reading War and Peace, but in reality, they were reading the ramblings of some rich guy who's had no impact on the modern world at all. Oh, hold on, guys. Uh, it's my intern. Hey. What do you mean you're hungry? Yeah, I left the coyote chained outside your door, too. So fucking what? I didn't leave any food for that, either. Ooh, I want to see my family again, Rutherford. Shut the fuck up. Get back to editing. Sorry about that. Anyway, Randy began to change at NYU. He started talking about things like universal health care, socialism, and taxing the rich. He must have been the first rich kid to spend two weeks in college and suddenly think he was Che Guevara or some shit. He really just became insufferable. Now, I didn't want to tell Dad about it because I thought it was a phase, but, well, once Randy suggested to me that Obama's birth certificate was real, I knew I'd lost him. He wouldn't even bully the scholarship kids with me anymore. He just kept redistributing his wealth. What a fucking loser. Dad took care of him, and we both moved on. I graduated from NYU with a journalism degree and the school record for the most frat parties ruined by accidentally firing a gun. So many memories from those days, hard to pick a favorite. Now, gun to my head, I'd say the best moment I had in college was the day Ann Coulter made me a man. After I got out, I immediately earned a job at the Winchester Report. Dad had just set up a podcasting network and I chose to work there. My first miniseries continued on the journalistic work that my father had done in the past. The pod, which has been shadow banned by most streaming services, is really good, and if you can find it, I suggest you listen. It's called In Defense of O.J. Simpson, The Podcast. It was really good. In that podcast, I actually argue that O.J.'s violent streak came from his abusive father, Homer. Now, the people in the Winchester offices fear me. Is it because I'm a Winchester myself? I don't think so. I think it's because I keep my priceless collection of katanas at my desk. Now, my boss didn't like that, but he allowed me to keep them under a three-strike policy. I just got my second strike for accidentally stabbing the Grubhub guy when I realized he brought me the wrong flatbread sandwich. In my first year in the podcasting game, I met Maria, my longtime girlfriend. Now, for a long time, she was my rock. Dad didn't like her at first, and he often referred to her as, quote, the help. But thankfully, he went blind in the time we were dating, so I just started calling Maria Mary whenever Dad was around. Anyway, 
Maria and I lived very different lifestyles. Hers was poor and gross, while mine was lavish and awesome. She had never even drank the blood of a blue-collar worker before she met me. Isn't that ridiculous? Now, my search for journalistic truth through podcasting drove a wedge into our relationship. She didn't like the OJ podcast at all, but she really hated my follow-up podcast even more. That one was called Landlords, A Brief History of America's Most Epic Capitalists. Maria broke up with me, but like any hero, the breakup promoted no self-reflection, and instead, I threw myself into my work even further. I also had Daddy make a call about Maria to the IRS. After Maria left me, I started my journey in Salmonville. A journey that isn't even close to a conclusion yet. Now, while I've had fun in Washington this week celebrating Uncle Joe's stolen election, I'm anxious to get back to Salmonville to learn even more. Episode 3 will be out next week. This is Rutherford Winchester signing off. My life story has only just begun. See you next time on the Salmonville Letter Writer. Ted Cruz's dick? I knew it! I fucking knew it! I win the pool! I win the pool! Where's Bernie? That fucker's gotta pay up! <laughs> <laughs>